Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about a heroic experiment that helps solve a long-standing mystery about asthma and why the largest living thing on Earth is not the blue whale. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you've got asthma, there's a good chance that it gets worse at night. Doctors have known this is a thing for centuries, but they couldn't say why. Researchers finally have some evidence that points to an answer. The nighttime rise in asthma attacks may have the internal body clock to blame. And how they figured this out might give you a newfound respect for science. This has been such a hard problem for researchers to solve because it's hard to untangle all the variables. I mean, it could be something about sleeping that makes asthma worse. Or maybe it has to do with lying down. The bed itself could be the culprit, too. I mean, pillows and mattresses are literal breeding grounds for mites and other allergens. Or maybe there's something about the night itself that makes asthma worse. So the question is simple, but finding an answer is anything but. That's why researchers brought 17 volunteers with asthma into a lab with no windows and no clocks. The first experiment lasted 38 hours. During that time, the participants sat in bed, but they weren't allowed to sleep. They weren't even allowed to get out of bed, even to use the bathroom. All they got was a small meal every two hours. The idea was to take away all the social and behavioral factors that might affect asthma. That way, the researchers could focus on just one variable, the 24-hour biological cycle that scientists call circadian rhythm. Then they performed a second experiment, which lasted eight days. This time, the participants were allowed to go to sleep, but their quote-unquote day lasted 28 hours. That let the researchers separate the participants' behavior from their circadian rhythm. They took the data from these two experiments, plus data the participants had recorded during their normal lives, and they drew some pretty convincing conclusions. It turns out that circadian rhythms have a significant effect on the severity of asthma. It doesn't appear to matter if a person is asleep or awake, just that their body thinks it's night. Now, that's not to say that everything can be pinned on the internal body clock. Behavior matters too, and circadian rhythms are influenced by all kinds of external factors. But the researchers found convincing evidence that asthma tends to be worse at night because of mechanisms within the body. And this is really big news, but it is hardly a final answer. See, circadian rhythm is super complicated, and it'll probably be a long time before researchers understand this well enough to transform the findings into useful therapies. But this new information is a key step in helping hundreds of millions of asthma sufferers get a good and safe night's sleep, thanks to some very sleep-deprived volunteers who I think have absolutely earned a nap. The biggest animal on Earth is the blue whale, hands down. In fact, it's the biggest animal that's ever existed on Earth. But it's not Earth's biggest life form. No, the blue whale pales in comparison to the actual largest living thing on the planet, the humongous fungus. The humongous fungus might sound like something you should get checked at the doctor, but it's actually the largest single organism on the planet. 
The humongous fungus is a single fungal organism found in Malheur National Forest in Oregon, and it belongs to a species called Armillaria ostiae. These fungi can get pretty big, but the humongous fungus in Oregon is an individual that covers an area of three and a half square miles, or nine square kilometers. At that kind of size, you'd imagine that the humongous fungus would be easy to spot. You'd be wrong. That's because it's almost completely underground for most of the year. It only pops up when it comes time to reproduce. This is the point where I should mention that the part of a fungus you're familiar with, the mushroom cap, it's only one specific part of the fungus. And in most species, it's the only part that appears above ground. It's called a fruiting body, and it's a reproductive organ. I'll let you take a minute to absorb the fact that pretty much every mushroom you've ever eaten has been fungus genitalia. Anyway, this goes for the humongous fungus, too. Its mushrooms only peak above ground when it's time to make more humongous funguses. If you really want to get to know the fungus, you have to look underground. There, you'll find a thriving network of interconnected fibers called mycelium. This mycelium is the main body of the fungus, and it spends its days chowing down on soil nutrients and decomposing dead material. Or, in the case of the humongous fungus, it can eat the forest itself. Scientists believe the humongous fungus got to be so big because it can survive by digesting living tree roots. Given that it lies beneath a forest floor, that's good news for the fungus, but bad news for the trees. The humongous fungus has wiped out many of the trees in its path. But luckily, the Pacific Northwest has lots more where that came from. That's probably why this humongous fungus has an equally humongous lifespan. It survived in about the same spot for nearly 10,000 years, just chowing down on trees, making more of itself, and living its best fungus life. All right, Ashley, let's recap today's takeaways. Well, we learned that the reason asthma gets worse at night seems to be because of the internal body clock. Researchers performed two experiments designed to focus in on the circadian rhythms of people with asthma, and they found that asthma tends to be worse when the body thinks it's nighttime, regardless of whether you're asleep or awake. I had asthma when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had an inhaler in second and third grade, somewhere around there. And then I didn't. And then, like, started running. I ran cross-country all four years of high school. So I guess I went into remission, which is the thing that happens. Nice. I mean, that's like assuming that it was asthma. It could have been one of those things where it was just like, my parents are like, yeah, you have asthma, so you need to use this inhaler. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been prescribed an inhaler here and there, but like, I don't think I actually have asthma. It's just been a time where like I was particularly sick and they're like, oh, you should you should have an inhaler. Right. OK. All right. Well, let's just stick with I used to use an inhaler. Sure. Because, you know, parents tell kids stuff. And then it would be like if I went on this podcast and I was just like, oh, yeah, I had a ghost that lived under my bed when I was little. My parents told me so when I was little. <laughs> Now, my parents didn't tell me that, actually, by the way. Also, why would a ghost live under a bed? That doesn't make any sense. A monster would live under a bed. Right. Although when you think about it, that actually doesn't make any sense either. Because why would a monster choose such a small, cramped place to live? It seems very uncomfortable to me. I, too, have things <laughs> my parents told me that I have had to fact check over time. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. If you want a scientific explanation for why a monster would live in a cramped place, I think uh, you got to watch Monsters, Inc. Right. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. They don't live in a cramped place, though. Well, right. Exactly. But they emerge from there. They emerge from the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all very scientific. (laughs) 
Anyway, speaking of large things like monsters, we also learned that the largest life form on Earth is not the blue whale. It's the humongous fungus, a single fungal organism in Oregon that covers an area of three and a half square miles or nine square kilometers. Another fun fact about the humongous fungus, it's actually edible. It's a honey mushroom and it's apparently very tasty if you find one of these fruiting bodies, which again is fungus genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) But also, did you know the blue whale isn't even the second biggest living thing on Earth if we're talking about like life forms? That goes to Pando, a stand of male quaking aspen trees in Fish Lake National Forest in Utah. Quaking aspens might look like a stand of individual trees, but they're all united by a common root system, so the whole stand is often just one or two individuals. Immediately, I I thought of redwoods, because redwoods can be, you know, 300 feet tall, and a blue whale gets up to, like, what, like 90, 100 feet? But I suppose I'll I'll give it to them, because they're kind of skinny. Redwood trees are. Redwood trees are kind of skinny. I'm guessing by large, they're taking in total mass, not just probably. Length. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mushrooms are so cool and interesting. They are. You are lucky, Ashley, that I don't pitch a mushroom story every week. You do pitch a mushroom story every week, Cody. You do. <laughs> Recently, I have, yes, there have been, there's been an uptick in mushroom stories, but like my mushrooms are going to be like your black holes. It Just get ready. That's fine. They're fascinating. They are fascinating. They're more related to us than they are to plants. Very cool. Yes. Did you hear about the mushroom that didn't get invited to the party? I don't know why. He was such a fun guy. <laughs> Today's writers were Grant Curran and Cameron Duke. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new. It'll be like your brain is grabbing a super mushroom. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And learn something new in just a few minutes. (laughs) And until then, stay curious. 